This is Work From Home, the podcast that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry. And I'm Alex. And it's been ages since we've spoken. Hello, Alex. I know everything's changed. In fact, the roads outside my flat are changing right now. That's what the noise in the background you can hear is. It's a lovely calming hum in the background. Yes, I live a very zen life these days. Uh, well, I'm, I've missed you, man. We haven't spoken for a long time. It's um, it's nice to be back on the podcast again. We are back to talk about a few things. Today, we're going to talk about sort of the future of remote work in a way, I suppose, aren't we? Some of the opportunities that are starting to emerge amid this sort of ever-changing landscape of what remote work looks like and, um, and how the world is adapting to the pandemic. We spoke recently to Ellie Earls, who is a digital nomad and kind of talked to us about uh, about her, sort of her life and experiences traveling the world and working from all sorts of places. And and it's it looks like more and more countries are kind of going to efforts to allow us as remote workers, as people that can work from anywhere now, to work from their countries. And so there's an article that, that you found actually on the BBC, which we'll, we'll link to in the show notes, which is all about residency schemes, inviting workers abroad. And it's suddenly becoming a reality for many more people that never thought this was a thing. So I guess firstly, one thing I want to do, Alex, is can we just define, because I think a lot of people that like work in an office don't even know this term. They won't even be familiar with it. What is a digital nomad, do you know? Well, a digital nomad is someone who basically works so remotely or their work is so purely remote that they can do it from wherever they'd like in the world and the archetypal digital nomad is someone who goes to southeast asia usually and kind of travels around the hilariously cheap beaches and restaurants and basically lives a huge life off a very reasonable income right and takes selfies of themselves in hammocks doing their work um, yes, and then sells courses to other people about how they too can live that right, sort of life. Right, exactly. So that's the sort of stereotypical caricature of a, of a, of a digital nomad. But effectively, it's like it's just a person that travels around the globe and working from anywhere because they're not tied to a specific work location or, or schedule. And this article is kind of like the evolution of that. What they're talking about is that it's not stay here for two months and then move on to Cambodia or something. It's come here for a year and live and work. It's a more permanent thing. Exactly, because I think a lot of the problems, so the digital nomad, what would you call it, movement, <laughs> um, this this idea of being a digital nomad is, is obviously a relatively new one. But what people that have been doing it for a couple of years tend to find is that it's actually really restless and really exhausting, constantly moving places, having to find uh, new sets of friends, having to understand, okay, I've got to rent a place. I've got to find out where my local shop is. I've got to find a gym. I've got to find, you know, all of those l- usual things that we like in our day-to-day lives. You've got to start from scratch again and again and again. And from the people that I've spoken to and the friends that I've got in the digital nomad community, that that can be really exhausting. And so I think what this article is kind of alluding to is that there's lots of options now for us to go to places and just make make a home in some other really, really interesting countries and and places like Bermuda, places like Portugal, obviously Southeast Asia, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, Estonia is another one that's mentioned in this article. They've been uh, offering for a couple of years now a really kind of attractive visa that anyone can use to go and live and work remotely in Estonia for obviously much, much less than you can here in the UK. And 
so I think it's a really kind of interesting model that I think lots more people will will be starting to adopt as you know their employers are going well do you know what we don't need you to come back to the office post pandemic we've realized that this is going to work so work from wherever you want and if that's the case well then there's really nothing stopping you working especially in a country like Estonia where the, the time difference is only an hour you really you know it's a it's becoming a reality for lots more people so yeah, I guess we wanted to talk about it on the podcast and yeah, see what listeners of this show are thinking, whether it's something they want to to try and do. Yeah, and as well as the permanency, there's also a, an age thing. It's not, you know, freelancing 20-somethings. It's contracted, full-time employed, 30, 40, 50-somethings. Yeah, absolutely, which is super, super interesting. Yeah, because I think typically or historically, again, it's all been freelance workers that do this because... They might have a bunch of different clients. And as a freelancer, they certainly aren't expected to be in a physical office. But this is now possible for for us normal folk <laughs> that, that work for work for companies, which I think is really interesting. One of the countries that I've been really excited by. So I, I'm a part of, a, of a, an online community, which is um, has a, a really strong proportion. It's sort of a, a business entrepreneurship group. But one of the groups that make up that community is digital nomads. And one of the countries that I've heard of, and specifically towns, is uh, a town called Bansko in uh, Bulgaria, which perhaps I shouldn't be talking about because maybe it's supposed to be this 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 secret cool spot that um, is is really special, and, and we shouldn't be spreading the word. It's like uh, the beach or something. But no, it's uh, it's it's basically the ski resort in Bulgaria. Um, so you can ski in the winter and ride mountain bikes in the summer, which I love. But there's a really really cool and budding community of people that are many of whom have sort of come from the Bali's or the Thailand's or whatever. And they've, and they're looking for sort of um, European alternatives to, to sort of remote working destinations. Bansko is supposed to be really, really cool. Certainly I've been to Lisbon in Portugal and um, Porto and Lisbon are, are amazing and becoming increasingly popular with this kind of uh, set of people. The thing that's enticed me is that these are new schemes that are a year long rather than your typical 90 day visas that you could that you could get beforehand. And the one in Estonia is actually very inviting. They've had something going for a number of years where you can electronically, you can be an electronic citizen or your business can be an electronic resident of Estonia. So if you wanted to trade as a European business, you could do it through that country. They've been quite forward thinking on this sort of thing. And I went to Tallinn at the end of last year, which is very enjoyable. It's a really, really nice city. And everything was fairly reasonably priced. And in fact, the cost of the visa itself is very low. It's like 100 euros, I think. And all you have to have is like 3,500 euros of income over the last three months, which is very reasonable. So yeah, the, the question is why, why not? And it's the same reason that drew me to Manchester, which is... There are other people here who do what I do. And so my only reason not to move would be that community. Online communities are great. And obviously the internet is the reason I have a job at all at the moment. But it's very difficult to be just actually being able to go and talk to your peers in person. Yeah. And I think that while we obviously on this podcast embrace the idea of remote work and uh, living flexibly in terms of your location and the hours that you work and so on we're not advocating for just never seeing another human and and uh and certainly if you if you were to relocate to estonia you certainly wouldn't be in a position to 
to to meet up with other produ- other sort of audio producers and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, although maybe who knows? Maybe there's a really strong podcasting community in Estonia. But but yeah, I think that's a really valid a really valid point. So that's it for today. We'd love to know if you're considering living somewhere else. Um, your office, your company might have said, look, we're not going to open the office until 2021. Why wouldn't you move abroad? I wonder if you've considered it um, or if you're considering it now or if having considered it, you've got questions. We'd love to know what they are. Um, email us at wfh at lowerstreet.co. Um, we'll be back every Monday, Wednesday and Friday with new stuff. And as ever, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.